Welcome to Season 8 of the Keeping Things Alive podcast out of Western New York. My name is Laura Evans. I'm a former environmental lawyer, current natural resources planner, animal lover, and gardener. I'm also the author of Silent Seasons, Chasing Sustainability Through the Law, which is available as an ebook, paperback, and audiobook. The Keeping Things Alive podcast is here to explore the opportunities and challenges as we all live together on this beautiful, living, and interconnected planet Earth. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Keeping Things Alive podcast. We're in the middle of season eight and today is Tuesday, August 8th, 2023. So happy 8-8 everyone. And I'm really excited to share this episode with you. One of one of my approaches to this season is making it as easy on myself as possible just so I can keep interviewing people and making episodes because I really do, um, I have limited time to create this podcast. And so one of the things I've been attempting to do is kind of have the intro be a part of the interview. But for this particular interview, I forgot. And so here I am, I just listened to uh, my conversation with Maria Casey. She is the creator and owner and person, one of the people, her partner helps a lot too, um, of Mother Tree Apothecary. And then her other uh, Instagram account is Unearthing Venus. And so that is, um, that's really where she shares a lot of her personal story, a lot of her thoughts and experiences with motherhood, magnetism, and musings. I'm reading this off of her Instagram profile right now. And she also, with the Mother Tree Apothecary, is about to have a day-long event on August 26th, 2023 in East Aurora. So I really wanted to get this episode out today and tell you all about it so that so long as you're listening to this before August 26th, you have the opportunity to possibly go and participate. But as you'll hear from our conversation, Maria has a lot of goals and plans and exciting things to happen with the Mother Tree Apothecary. And so August 26th won't be your last opportunity. But yeah, I when I sat down to interview her last week, I completely forgot about my intention to start the episode with an intro right there. So here I am today. And I really enjoy this conversation. It's really exciting. I've definitely been doing a lot more thinking and learning about the nervous system and how our nervous systems are all connected to each other's nervous systems, the nervous systems around us, and just how important it is to be aware of that, to take care of your nervous system, to regulate it, uh, nourish it, and what happens when it is out of balance and separate from other people and the earth and nourishing foods. So yeah, Maria really embodies that. Um, and I have been watching her Instagram accounts and just, you know, I've, I've seen she's popped up in my life a number of times over the years, but we haven't really connected or talked. And so it was really fun to reach out to her. She had posted on Instagram that she was looking for a book and she likes memoirs. 
And then also my podcast was open. So I, I responded to that sort of question. Do you have any books I should read? And I, I gave her my book and then I asked if she wanted to have this conversation. So yeah, it was a really, that's something I love about this podcast and just want, that's why I keep making it is because it really gives me an opportunity to talk to people. And, you know, maybe I, I should think about that and just reach out to people without needing a podcast. But it is, um, it's a really fun way to make art with people. And this conversation with Maria is really, I'm excited to share it with you. And yeah, I just listened to it. She has her four month old son, Willow, with her. And so I want you all to be aware when you listen to this that there will be baby noises. Sometimes babies making, <laughs> yep, sometimes Willow's making happier sounds. Sometimes Willow's crying, but you know, we stop a few times and take breaks. And so, yeah. And then I just kind of edited through our conversation the places that we took some breaks. So, yeah, you'll you'll definitely hear Willow speaking quite a bit. We are doing this interview outside and Mario will explain what, like where we are and the context of it in the interview. But yeah, there's just, you know, sometimes random sounds and just being outdoors. And I, I'm definitely, I've always been open to that with this podcast. So it feels good to have it. I, yeah, I'm going to just stop talking <laughs> in a few minutes and share this interview with you. I, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. It was a really fun experience. Um, it's kind of interesting. I had this conversation with her in the morning. Let me see. What what day was it? Um, it was August 1st, August 1st. So last Tuesday, one week ago. And I actually went to see the Barbie movie after this conversation. And so it was a pretty cool day of like, yeah, really talking about womanhood. You know, with Maria, we talk more about motherhood than the Barbie movie. But yeah, a lot about what it means to be a woman and how to connect with men and women and build community. And I definitely it was, it was a bit of a trip to go from sitting under a willow tree talking to Maria and then going to see Barbie um, in the theaters. And yep, it was a powerful day. So I'm really excited for you to listen to this conversation. And please enjoy my conversation with Maria Casey of Mother Tree Apothecary. Hey, Maria, it's nice to see you today. Hey. <laughs> um, I want to start by having you tell me about the place that we're recording this interview. And yeah, where are we sitting right now? And yeah. Explain it. Explain away. Oh my gosh, this tree is huge. Yeah, so this <laughs> is a willow tree that we're sitting underneath, and it was much taller, but mm. we had to give her a little haircut. Yeah. And what's beautiful about willows is she's just going to keep on growing. And so we're sitting underneath the willow tree, and I have my son Willow on my chest, <laughs> and I have a business called The Mother Tree. So that's all pretty connected mm -hmm. and important because when we moved here, we found this place four months ago. I was still pregnant, or like five months ago, I guess. And it was like, this is the mother tree. This whole space is the mother tree and this willow is the mother tree. Yeah. But I didn't know I was going to have a son. I intuitively <laughs> felt it was going to be a girl. So the whole pregnancy, I didn't have a boy's name. Oh, okay. And then... At like 36 weeks, I was like, maybe I should 
get a boy's <laughs> name. And I was like, okay, Willow. We'll yeah. do Willow, but I think it's going to be a girl. <laughs> and then he came out as a boy, and here we have Willow as like the centerpiece of this land that is our home. It's beautiful, yeah. I think, I mean, what do you think? Like five people would take to put their arms around this tree? Maybe yeah. four? Yeah, it's four it's really big. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. And then, yeah, you've got like pastures and I also mm. see like cattails. So there must be more like wetland kind of stuff yep. around too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, it's really beautiful. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Western New York is really amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess to go into that, um, where did you grow up and what was that like? Yeah. <laughs> so I grew up in Western New York, in mm-hmm. Hamburg, in the suburbs. And I, my upbringing was full of a lot of family. Mm. I'm one of four siblings. And then my dad's one of 10. And my mom's one of six. But my dad's oh. family... I'm one of like 24, I think, cousins. Oh my gosh. And they all, for the most part, live in Western New York and we all grew up together. Oh, okay. And I just grew up with a lot of friends, family, children mm. running around. My grandpa had a beach house in Canada, just right over the bridge. Right. And we just spent our summers up there all together and being little wild kids yeah all on the beach and like in the sand and in the lake that's amazing yeah I also got to spend a lot of time around Lake Erie as a kid um which I think is yeah it's really amazing <laughs> oh yep he's Willow's good. here too yeah. oh he's good all right um so have you lived in other places besides western New York and yes. yeah what what was that like yeah kind of a compare and contrast I like to talk about different places and how it really impacts like yeah how we show up and mm-hmm. what we do yeah and like also like coming back here because you also I just heard your story you were gone and then came back right and that was something I never thought I was going to do right which you probably did too <laughs> right yeah. yeah exactly yeah I was like I'm never living in western New York again right it's funny how I hear that a lot from a lot of people and now that I'm back like I get why I said that but then I'm also super grateful to be here too so yeah yeah, what's the differences been for you yeah so when I was like 19 I moved to Brooklyn for a year and then that was great and wild and Mm -hmm. crazy and then I was like okay I need some trees yeah and then I found the Evergreen State College in Washington State oh so like like 60 miles or so south of Seattle is where I finished college Mm. out in the Pacific Northwest. And I was there for nine years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Never thought I was going to be coming back. Right. Pretty established there. And then um, it was, you know, 2020. (laughs) And I was pregnant with my first. And life just kind of changed. Yeah. We, We were living in a yurt. For many years, my partner and I, and there was one morning that I woke up when like morning sickness hit Mm. and I was just like, I felt like my nervous system was on the outside of my body and I could feel and sense everything. And I was like, this is not a safe place. The yurt. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Turns out it was just full of mold. Mm. And I was like, I'm not giving birth here. Where are we going to live? Where am I going to give birth? Like what's going on? It was like the beginning of like 
the like deconstructing of so many dreams, visions, and like the life that we had. Right. And thought it was me like, you know, birthing in the yurt. And then a few months went by and it was like, no, this we're being called back to Buffalo, to Western New York. I was like, this baby wants to be born in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my partner's from out west, like Colorado, California, Washington. Okay. And it's cool to hear his perspective of living here. Yeah, what does he say? He loves it. Oh, good. He really loves it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm always like, good. <laughs> yeah. He loves it. And we love the climate. Right. You know, it's like wild. It's a jungle. It's like the tropics here in yeah, the summer. It is. And then the tundra in the winter. Mm-hmm. And out in the Pacific Northwest, the seasons are not as stark. Exactly. Yeah. And I really like the... I mean, our spring here is a little, like, dreary. Yeah. And sometimes cold. In wintry. Yeah, wintry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I like the, the stark contrast of the seasons. Yeah, I agree with you. It's the same thing um, where I was living in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, everything was just, yeah, less contrast between the seasons. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, I also, I mean, I guess in the Pacific Northwest, there's a good amount of water, but that's my big thing here mm-hmm. is like, oh, I feel safer like around so much water and yeah, that's just great. But yeah, super lush and like tropical yeah. in, right now. Like, we yeah. have a little bit of a cool spell. <laughs> Which is really nice, yeah. I really like the baby noises happening. Yeah, there'll this. be more. Good. He's a talker. <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. Um, okay, so... Tell me about one of your first experiences connecting with nature. Um, I guess growing up, but if you want to talk about something else, it sounds like you've been doing it your whole life. Yeah, it may sound like it. And, you know, maybe in the background I was, but, you know, my teenage Mm. years, early 2000s teenager, you know, I was not really. Yeah, you're not. You're paying attention to friends and (laughs) other things. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think I had actually a lot of, like, kind of like recreation in nature growing up Mm. with the lake being right next to Lake Erie and I grew up skiing mm-hmm. in like the hills here yeah and really just recreated like on nature yeah it wasn't so much like a with nature and so then in my teenage years I got really into nutrition and food mm. and then that evolved into wow I can plants like right you know wildcraft there are yeah. plants that could or medicine. Right. How old were you when that happened that you kind of had that realization? Probably like 19. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 19. Nice. And then I went to Washington state mm-hmm. and it's like, oh my gosh. And started studying. Yeah. Was what what did you study at that at yeah. college? So it's a really interesting and unique college that you can create your own major. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what I called my major was like holistic health care practices, something like that, because I was like, I studied like energy medicine, like movement therapy, and then a big focus on herbalism and Mm. plant medicine and just earth wisdom. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I... I definitely, I guess I didn't seek it out and I also didn't know it existed. Like it wasn't on my radar, but that's really cool that you have found that, especially yeah, at 19. Um, yeah. And using plants as medicine and food is, yep. It's mm-hmm. so cool. So in coming back to Western New York, 
it was really cool to see that there was a almost like this void that needed to be filled Mm. and started looking around and being like oh that's that's like that's our spot like we can fill that me being an herbalist and my partner being a permaculturist and permaculture educator which are things that aren't really so popular here yeah can you explain permaculture for people who might not know what it is yeah, he would probably be better at that. Um, yeah, that's but okay. it's just really it's like what it comes down to is this like paradigm shift of like how you relate and work with the elements and earth and growing food. But then there's also like community part of it and culture. Mm. And it essentially like how I see it is like a th- like creating thriving life culture. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I do love how it has to do with working, yeah, with the land. And then you're, you're trying to create spaces so that you don't, you're not constantly like working at it and tending to it. It's like, it just, yeah, it's just is its own thing. Yeah. Like we're coexisting. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So now I want to shift over to, um, yeah, your business like Mother Tree Apothecary and then also Unearthing Venus. I, I really love that name. So I don't know if you want to talk about them together or separately, but yeah, just what they are, where they came from and how they've evolved to now. Yes. I love this question because they both have great origin stories and are both in uh, like current evolution. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Unearthing Venus came about that being my Instagram account a few months after my first son was born and I had spent many years even before conception, uh, but throughout the whole pregnancy, really educating myself on physiological birth and mothering. And I was really coming off of a lot of power and like fire after I free birthed my first son. Mm. And I wanted to create a, a space, an account, a platform to share my experiences while also inspiring other other women, other mothers, like through my story. Mm. And yeah, it's, that's evolving a little bit because I'm wanting to be a little bit more more honest yeah I I think you already do a really good job like I felt honestly a little weird talking to you at first because I'm like I already know a lot about her and she doesn't know as much about me I'm like I should share more um yeah so I think you do a really good job of being honest but yeah there there is that like how honest do you get yeah (laughs) feeling so yeah yeah, I appreciate what you do oh thank you yeah and I just honesty because like honesty and story medicine is something that I really like always come back and like see as like such potent medicine especially around being a human being a mother and even like being a woman yeah like being really honest about our experiences yeah Mm -hmm. I love that yeah so what yeah where is it today so you're going to be more honest with it and then yeah you share like videos and pictures and just yeah what it's yeah yeah it's it's mostly about your experience being a mother right but then you also add in a lot of because it's all connected. It's all connected. <laughs> yeah. It's all connected. Yeah, I think I'm just wanting to have it evolve into yeah more honesty, mo- more vulnerability, and more of a community space mm. to be yeah cultivating community and inviting other women and mothers in to 
to share with each other. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because I can, I can tell, like, it does seem like, yeah, you can just, I mean, everyone in COVID and even before, but you can get really isolated in your own little world and your own little bubble. So yeah, yeah. how to break out of that. Yeah. Which that isolation and own little bubble is, I think, it's going to sound harsh, but like one of the worst things and like in mother, in motherhood, right. In parenting yeah. and like having little beings to be 100% responsible for. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. The, I, I do mention it yep, in the book about like how nuclear families are a setup. Totally. Like, yeah. It's really, really. And then, I mean, to bring it to like sustainability and everything, mm-hmm. it's like, I think the biggest problem is separation, like from the earth and each other. So yeah, I, yeah. yep. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. And like I would always like I taught that postpartum class at the herb conference a few mm, years ago and I yeah. had like a eight, seven month old or however old Leo was at the time. And I wasn't really living I mean the postpartum, yes, but like I wasn't really living the the struggles of like nuclear family mm. like the fallacy of it. Right. The trap of it until he got a little bit older. Mm. And even though I was like teaching a lot about the importance of community of, you know, revillaging and how it's really biologically not natural for us to be alone and to be parenting with like, you know, ideally like two parents to one child. Yeah. Isn't natural. Like mm. biologically we are not wired for that. Right. And I started really, really experiencing that living that when he got to be like a toddler mm-hmm. and now I hear I am with two yeah. and I'm like this is insane yeah yeah so right. really seeing the 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 community piece is being like top priority in mm. like in creating thriving life yeah. in like in health in like sanity for ourselves and for babies future generations that's beautiful yeah, yeah. <laughs> so well do you want to talk more about unearthing Venus or mother tree apothecary? So it's going to like, okay. So then I was like, okay, with like mothers, I maybe want to create this community. Mm -hmm. And I had the idea of like the name, the mothership came to me Mm. and I was like, maybe, yeah, maybe like, like, you know, online membership or something. And then it was like, no, it's the mother tree. And I was like, Oh, awesome. Cool. It's the mother tree. And I, that was just kind of all up in the ethers and just kind of ideas until there was one day and I've been a medicine maker for like 13 years now and had a home apothecary for 13 years and there was one day I was like cleaning the apothecary the home apothecary just organizing it and it was kind of like I just need to for whatever reason I feel like I need to just organize and clean this and make it I was literally thinking make it look like a shop so it could be organized Mm. while also like hearing like mother tree mother tree mother tree And then this space down in on the west side of Buffalo opened up. It like found us. We weren't even looking. Mm. And it was like, oh my gosh, we could have a brick and mortar apothecary. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's the mother tree. That's right. the mother tree. I was like hearing. Yeah. yeah. And it was like the shop. And yeah, this I've that's been going for a year and a half. But I actually just yesterday or Sunday put in my notice to our landlord that we're no longer going to be having the shop open. Oh, okay. Because the mother tree is like whispering to me again, saying like bigger, bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. medicine is in community. Right. Medicine's right. not in an amber glass bottle. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And in that like education and empowerment piece. So what does going bigger look like? It's bringing the mother tree here. 
yeah to this okay. land and bringing mm. people here mm-hmm. to sit underneath this mother tree and have he- uh, healings like a a strong word if I can say this like healing experiences right through community through personal relationship through mm-hmm. personal experiences Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, I will say that I've been learning a lot about the nervous system like this year. And one of the biggest things is like you have to like, you know, re- like regulate your nervous system with other nervous systems like other people. And I was like, darn it, I can't just like read a book alone and fix it. <laughs> like, exactly. I can't like so I have to go out. And so, yeah. Yeah. That was actually something with the question what would I like to say to mothers in 2023? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, we can blend it all in. Yeah. Um, is, like, we are designed to co-regulate. Mm-hmm. Like, we are not designed to be alone. We are, and as mothers, we are the central regulator of our family. Mm. Like, we do not have the biological ability to self-regulate until we're, like, like 13, if not older. I've right. heard, like, 25, too. Yeah. Just way older than we think or we remember yeah and it's just like that's our design like even as we get into adulthood and we can self-regulate doesn't mean that that is our like baseline exactly way of regulating yeah I've Mm. noticed that a lot I've been going to um, a a gym where there's yoga and rock Mm -hmm. climbing and just being around people and doing that together Mm -hmm. it's like it makes a huge difference. Yeah. yeah. And then co-regulating with nature too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's something that I, I've been learning about mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh yeah, I do that already. And now it's like, yeah, more intentional. So. Yeah. And that was the thing too. Like at the shop, it was amazing. I loved having my, my platform, my stage where people will come in and ask me a question. I am also, I did nutritional therapy mm. um, certification many years ago. So I have a, a deep reverence and understanding of human physiology mm. with the like medicinal botany and plants and people would come in to the shop and be like, Oh, I'm not sleeping. Mm, and yeah. you know, it, there's so much going on <laughs> right? Like why you're not sleeping. It's not right. because you have a hops deficiency. Exactly. And I would say this to them too. And also I'm like, here, try this. Mm-hmm. Also it was retail. I was selling products and I want to be facilitating yeah. healing, yep. not selling products because maybe you're not sleeping because you have blue light, yeah, you know, in your exactly. phone before bed and your bare feet are on the earth and you don't have the morning sun in your eyes. Like it's these simple relationship, experiential things that yeah. are actually going to bring us back into the wholeness of ourselves. Sweet. That yeah. was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's see. I don't know. I guess <laughs> I'm like, which way should we go? Because I do want to know what, lis- yeah, what you want listeners to know about motherhood, but also I think, do you want to keep going with mother tree apothecary and like, is the event that you're planning? Does that have to do with yes. it too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess we can wait. Let's keep going. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, it's all very connected. Yeah. It's all exactly. about yeah. community. Right. It's the community piece. Like mothers, right. like we need, especially the female brain. Mm-hmm. We are very relational. Yes. We, you know, we grew up, grew up yeah as humans you know evolved like mothering in community Mm -hmm. and just 
sitting and talking and just not doing it alone. Right. And that is also the same with like this healing piece and moving out of doing like retail and selling herbal products because healing happens in community. Healing happens in relationship. So in coming together and this thriving life fair happening August 26th. Yes. tickets link in bio (laughs) exactly (laughs) um is about coming together coming Mm -hmm. together and learning together there's going to be i'm not sure how many at this point many different practitioners and classes and workshops in like the healing arts from herbal medicine making make your own yeah to permaculture introduction to contact improv oh cool yeah yeah yeah. and getting comfortable with each other and ourselves again yeah because that's like another thing i think when we do get really isolated and are just behind our screens and i have experience of being really isolated Mm -hmm. um in years past it's like a muscle you know it gets really lax and then it gets like really awkward to be around people Mm -hmm. and that's yeah yeah no I was telling I was saying that um before we started recording that I definitely lost a good amount of my social skills during COVID because I was like extra isolated Mm -hmm. and you know there's like oh I'm an introvert I like to be alone but not all the time like it's not it needs I need regular like people time and and I'm realizing more than ever like how much I actually do and the other thing you said about like women being more social I totally agree with you and in the one book I'm reading it's like the call of the wild and it's specifically about women and their nervous system Kimberly Ann Johnson yeah that one she was just talking about how like estrogen makes you like more social and relational and all that stuff and like women have more estrogen so it really does Mm -hmm. like make a lot of sense that we're biologically wired I mean I can look at it from all different levels but yeah Yeah. if you need to look at it the hormone level it's like you have more estrogen (laughs) like you want to relate so yeah. yeah I love uh, bringing things back to that biological level because yeah. that's also like our blueprint to go right. off of. Yep. Yeah. And like when we're like in flow with our own biology, mm-hmm. yeah, then we're just. Yeah. Flow. And then paying attention to it and like really knowing like what's a yes and what's a no and like you can feel it, which mm-hmm. is, it's really amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't want to like say this question like more times than we want to, but I really do want to give you. Oh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> well, <I> w- <laughs> she's like smiling. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. What? What do you want listeners to know about motherhood in 2023? Like, I mean, I know I just want to give you like the full yeah. ability to answer that, but even though you already have. So, but I can go a little deeper. I wrote a post about this yesterday. Uh, nourish yourself. Yeah. Mothers, like nourish yourself from all levels physical emotional social Mm. because we are the regulators of our family and thus our communities and our culture and nourishment looks like eating nourishing foods Mm -hmm. looks like tending to yourself your creative self yeah um your your you know erotic self your your wild self your maiden self in a lot of ways too because the maiden doesn't die the maiden just becomes mother and is still there and as a mother it's really hard to or it's really easy to not nourish yourself not tend to yourself in all of the ways right in all of the ways because there's so many excuses Mm -hmm. that sometimes are excuses and actually aren't like based in truth there's always time yeah 
write down a few words to journal to call a friend. Yeah, no, that's really good advice. I'm glad you gave some examples of how to nourish yourself because I did see your post yesterday and I was like, oh, cool. (laughs) But I was like, and how? Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, the nourishing foods is so important. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Just being raised in the 80s and 90s and just seeing like diet culture. And it's all been about like restricting yourself as opposed to like giving more like nutrients to yourself. So I, I definitely, yeah, understand that. And then creativity is the other big mm. one um, that's come up a lot to me in the conversations some conversations I've had about AI and mm-hmm. just like using computers and how how it's even more important now than ever for all of us to like really be creative and do do make the art like cook as mm-hmm. it's a you know creative project and yeah. all of that stuff yeah so, yeah really using our humanness to like keep making things yeah yeah. Which is also thriving life, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I love that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay, so what is, yeah, I don't want to be like, oh, you have a favorite plant, but like, can you talk to us about one plant that really speaks to you and has been on your mind lately? And yeah, give yeah. us a description of it and why why it's been on your mind. Um, motherwort. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay, yeah. tell us about motherwort. Are you familiar with I motherwort? I am familiar with it, yeah. yeah. Motherboard. Gets a bad rap sometimes, but um, <laughs> because it's a weed. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, and yeah, it gets all over. But I yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love the weeds. Like weeds are my favorite. Right. Plant, you know. Yeah. Um, I love motherwort. So motherwort's botanical name is Leonaris cardiaca, which mm. translates to lionheart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my older son, his name Leo Leo Rose was inspired by that plant mm. because just I felt his energy within me and it was like this is that lion-hearted energy mm. and I wanted to like imbue that within him and he's got it <laughs> he's got the lion part yeah, for sure yeah <laughs> and it's also my favorite plant to like gift mothers new mothers mm-hmm. especially in the postpartum period yeah because motherwort not only calms down and uh like speaks to the nervous system of the heart because mm-hmm. our, our heart has its own nervous system and motherwort goes right to those nerve endings and can yeah. calm it down and also motherwort is amazing for uterine cramping pains okay so the afterbirth uterus got it shrinking back down to pre-pregnancy size is can be quite intense especially with the more children you have Mm. and so I love gifting motherwort and taking motherwort in myself postpartum and then also a tincture is that what you usually do okay yeah Yeah. because motherwort's super bitter Uh I read in like some postpartum book it was like drink some motherwort tea I'm like what yeah it'll make you throw up it's so bitter right and bitter also like down regulates the nervous system Mm -hmm. so anything that's bitter whenever your tongue tastes bitter it like shifts the nervous system out of sympathetic into parasympathetic rest and digest oh okay yeah that's good to know yeah yeah, no, I, I really, I do like motherwort. And actually that reminds me that I did have a tincture of it. Like, yep, when I had first moved back home in mm-hmm. 2015, I was like, yeah, going through heartbreak, divorce. Yeah. And my friend Sarah was like, you need this, like, yeah, for your heart. And yeah. so, yeah, it's, I liked, yeah. And then having it for mothers too. And that, yeah. yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Thank motherwort, you. mother herb. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It's good for smudging too, right? Is that's that, mugwort. That's mugwort. Okay. Mugwort. So see, I'm getting them confused. Yeah, it's common. They're both. Yeah. Especially around here, common weeds. Definitely mugwort. Yeah. But motherworts are. That's the one too. I was talking about. Yeah. So yep. I, yeah. Mugwort and motherwort. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> no, I swear. Like, like I never yep, it's like I keep learning and then sometimes I really feel like, wow, I know a lot and then other times I'm like, I am just beginning. That's a great place to be though. <laughs> right. You know? yeah. And actually yeah. when we have like embodied experiences, that's when we remember the most, yeah. you know. Right. Especially someone like myself that like I don't hold on to facts that well. Yeah. That like that don't have a connection to my heart or my body. Right. You know, and right. I've like been working with motherwort for many many years so i'm like i know motherwort yeah and I know mugwort and i love also providing and creating spaces for others to cr- have those embodied experiences for their own memory and learning. exactly because i think i'll probably remember the difference now there you go yeah <laughs> yeah um okay so what is the thriving life fair and yeah i want you to talk a little bit more about thriving life because you've said it a couple of times is it is it the name for the fair or is it a bigger concept that you sort of use um and then yeah so when is it what are your intentions for the fair and it's going to be here yes here okay on this land so Thriving Life, I first heard that term from one of my teachers, Rochelle Garcia Saliga, talking about um, mothers and like the, being in the cent- like being recentered in the community. Mm. And I just love that term, Thriving Life, Thriving Life. And it's been like opening and expanding its meaning to me day by day, especially when I open the portal, letting people know that there's gonna be a thriving life fair here. I've kind of been like, okay, what is thriving life like mean to me? And like, yeah, how am I seeing it kind of evolve and change? And honestly, it keeps coming back to like thriving life is when we are in our authentic self, Mm. when we are sharing like our, our light, our joy, when we're following what is like lighting us up, what is interesting, you know, interesting us <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah no, just like sharing like what lights us up yeah what lights yeah. us up and then being able mm-hmm. to like share that too because mm-hmm. you're just getting closer and closer to your authentic light and right. then when we're in all when we are all in our authentic selves you know universal harmony yeah yeah for sure no i definitely i've been getting the message a lot lately i mean it's related is about um just joy and how important yeah joy and pleasure is yeah. and like I I come from like more of a environmental like mm. in the very strict sense of the word environmental law and stuff where everything is so grim and like existential and it's like this right. is like not a way to live. <laughs> yeah, like just bring back that that joy, that mm-hmm. playfulness. So with the Thriving Life Fair, the opening circle is going to be at 10 a.m. and then like the arc of the day goes opening circle from 10 to 10 30 and then break out into classes there'll be three different classes going on per hour so we can choose okay and then we are providing a lunch mm. lunch around like 12 31 and then we will be organic and local as local as possible and then we will go into the rest of the afternoon for classes and then ending like transitioning from classes into evening time with a ecstatic dance oh cool yeah um okay so yeah that'll be coming up in a few weeks and people can get tickets online if they're interested in checking it out yeah okay 
All right, so now we're at the question that I ask everyone, and that is, where do you experience a world in yourself or society that's dying and then one that is being born to take its place? I love this. And when we talked on the phone the other day, I was like, this is so present for me right now because there's a lot that's dying and a lot that's being reborn. And to like refine it down to like one word, what I see and am tracking that is dying in myself and also in the collective is competition. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the themes of my book is anti-competition. Great. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's what we've been talking about. Co-regulation. Yeah. yeah community. Yeah. So yep. it's like mm-hmm. what I see is dying is competition, mm-hmm. like patriarchy, and yeah. then um, cooperation. Another theme. Totally. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we planned that. No, we didn't. Um, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. I think, yeah, the ways the competition, I mean, yeah. I'll let you keep talking about, but man, the way it's like in our society all over the place, I... Mm-hmm. Yep, going to college on a curve, law school on a curve, and then like just business and competing mm-hmm. with each other, and then all the waste that happens mm-hmm. when, yeah, and, and then all the emotional like turmoil that it brings for no good reason. Yeah. It's crazy. It's anti biology. Yeah. Especially for like the female physiology, mm-hmm. you know, for mm-hmm. all of us, but I think also thinking of like personally and then also what I see in others, you know, as a sisterhood wound. Mm-hmm. is being competitive and judgmental yeah. like towards other women and like yeah. oh like that is not yeah. serving us right and actually coming to a place of like hey let's do this together exactly like i want to support you which is what i also want with the thriving life fair like hey i want to support you you're doing awesome stuff yeah like let's lift you up mm-hmm. and you will thrive while i also thrive because you're thriving is also you know related to my thriving exactly yeah yeah and yep, the reverse of it too. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's so, it's so powerful. No, that's really, it's really good. And I, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause it's like, there is so much talk about like patriarchy, but it's like, oh my gosh, like the, and the, it's like a system. It's not just like men against women. It's really a way that things have been set up that hurt everybody, mm-hmm. whether it's men or women. And yeah, the, someone, it was like a, my I don't know I was like I was asked the question like how has jealousy like hurt your like hurt Mm. you in your life and I'm just like (laughs) I kept writing for like hours it was crazy it's like my own jealousy and then other people's jealousy and how harmful it's been yeah 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 it's like such like a like a contractive energy like staying small energy Mm -hmm. and like stagnant and stuck for sure mm-hmm. yeah agreed yeah and I'm like over it yeah exactly I know same yeah <laughs> it's no like more the, no, we don't have time for this totally <laughs> let's thrive let's yeah. do this together exactly um all right so where can we're at the end so I want to give you the last word any parting thoughts and where can listeners connect with you well, listeners can connect through Instagram. I'm pretty active over there on either Unearthing Venus or the Mother Tree Apothecary. And also the Thriving Life Fair, August 26th, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for, yeah, having me here. Um, I'm excited to, yeah, see all the things that you grow and, yeah, all the community. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I loved and really enjoyed this conversation. Me too. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Keeping Things Alive podcast. For more information about sustainability, this podcast, 
and my book, Silent Seasons, Chasing Sustainability Through the Law, please visit www.keepingthingsalive.org.